0: hey there friends i am so excited to talk to you guys all about buying wholesale for your rental companies i know what a big game changer it was for us when we switched from buying really just retail or estate sales or you know garage sales or marketplace on facebook or things like that to actually buying quality product on Um, wholesale accounts. Not saying that the others aren't quality product, but just saying that, you know, there's a big difference between buying something secondhand or things like that, which we talked about um, a few episodes ago, and buying wholesale and getting it from professional accounts. So I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about that today. So stay tuned. If you are a rental company, you might want to take out a notebook and write some of these down. Let's get into the episode. Hey there you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way, I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. All right. Hey there. I'm so excited to talk about wholesale. All right. So... Um, let's start out with really just kind of talking about the difference between wholesale and retail and kind of all the places that us as rental companies buy from. Um, so wholesale is going to be, um, typically half the cost of retail. So let's say you walk into Pottery Barn or West Elm or CB2 or Target or really anywhere that has like a brick and mortar store that you would go into to buy furniture or tableware or really anything. And think of those prices. So let's take CB2. They've got sofas, right? So um, one of my favorite leather sofas is from CB2. It is I think like $3,500 or something like that. Well, imagine that being 50% off at wholesale right? Okay. So all those places they buy from wholesale or they have in-house designers who make their stuff. They're real bougie, but, um, most of those places they buy from wholesale. So if you see something in party barn or, you know, one of the party barn type of stores, um, I can tell you that I buy from the same places that Pottery Barn buys from. And so it's going to be about 50% cheaper than buying it in the store, which is the great thing about wholesale. A wholesale typically is going to ship from a distribution center. It's usually going to be on the West Coast or the East Coast if you're in the US. Um, and typically it comes from overseas. So it can come really from anywhere. There's a lot of production companies in China, um, there's some in India, there's some really all over the world. It depends on really who you buy from. There's so many wholesale accounts, but they ship it to the distribution centers on, um, like there's a big, uh, distribution centers in LA and then there's some in Atlanta. Um, there's literally all over the place, some up in Chicago. And so these distribution centers are going to receive the product from these overseas, places and they are going to then ship it to you. So there is a few more steps in getting it to you versus just running out and grabbing it from, you know, somewhere like uh, Target or Pottery Barn. So there is longer ship times. There's longer wait times than just running out to a local place and grabbing something. Um, but retail is great when you do need something fast. You're going to be paying for convenience and higher prices. But of course, buying retail is great when the time kind of needs for it. So you have a short time frame and you need to get something in shopping retail might be a great option for you. There's also estate sales or Facebook marketplace or Craigslist or garage sales. Um, those are going to be more localized to wherever you're living or where your headquarters is located. And so that's a great place to buy product from as well. We have an awesome episode all about Uh, second-hand and so all that would be considered second-hand so go check that out Um, but today we're talking about wholesale and so those are the differences between all of those um, type of places where you can buy inventory and product wholesale you can either buy online from wholesale or you can go to a market center in the US we as you guys know are located in Dallas Texas so we have a market center here it's called the Dallas market center There's also one in Vegas, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York and High Point and more over on the East Coast. And so they're all over the U.S. If you live conveniently close to one or within driving distance, I recommend checking it out. The one here in Dallas that I've been to plenty of times, it's literally five minutes from my office, which sometimes can be dangerous, actually. Um, But we live or our warehouse is located about five minutes from Dallas Market Center. And the great thing about that is I can go straight to, for example, Classic Home or Park Hill Collection or Laloy Rugs or one of those retailers that I buy often from. And I can run in there real quick, check out their new inventory, feel exactly what I want to buy and then go back to my office five minutes away and go order it. Um, that's super convenient for me, but you might be somewhere closer to something else, or you might be not even near one of those. And you might have to take a little business trip and expense it to go to one of these cities to get it. If you come to Dallas, let me know. And I would love to, uh, meet you up for some coffee or something and get to know you. But I do have to say the Dallas one is pretty great. High Point More is also a really great one, especially for, um, more of the home goods stuff. And that's most of the things that, you know, as rental companies, we're renting out things that you would find in a home because they're going to an event or they're going to a home. But when you go, you are going to need a few things before you can actually go into the stores. And then those stores are actually also probably going to want those same documents as well. So obviously you're going to need some form of identification to get into the building. Usually an ID is sufficient for that. Then you're also gonna need something that recognizes that you are a business and you're allowed to be there. You know, a random person off the street can't just go into one of these market centers and go and buy their product. They have to actually um, be an actual business. Like my friends can't just go into Dallas Market Center. They actually have to have a business to go there. So you're gonna need some sort of Uh, identification for that. Each place is going to be different. And if you are in a specific city or a specific state, or maybe you're coming in from another country, you might have different representation. And so you might want to check with your market center to see what you need. Typically, it's going to be a um, tax resale license or something that shows your EIN, which is your employer identification number, but you're gonna to wanna to have something that shows that you are a viable business. You're also gonna to wanna to keep that paperwork, especially your tax identification number, and or your EIN, or something that shows that you can bypass tax, because when you go to buy at these places, you can actually not pay the tax, which is huge, because you're buying wholesale. There is a difference between going to market on a normal day and going to market during some trade days or during their market days. Each place calls it a little bit different, but like there is the home and garden or their home and gift market that we'll go to because it does have a lot of those places that we like to buy from, and they are usually running specials or they're running um, some of their new product is coming out, and so we want to go see those. So that's going to be a different time of the month than going just on a normal day. And what that means is it's going to be busier. It also means that there's going to be some pop-up similar shops that maybe can't afford to have a studio at these marketplaces, but they want to pop up um, like a trade show type of booth and be able to show their product and stuff there. If you've ever been to like a bridal show, or if you've ever been to a, a flea market or something like that, it's very similar when you go during the market times versus going on a normal average day. We typically try to hit those market times because they're running specials, they're showing off their new product. And it's a time to look at other retailers or wholesale account places that aren't normally there because they have the little pop-up booth. So check those out. Each place is gonna be different. So here in Dallas at the Dallas Market Center, The uh, month of January and the month of June is when they have their home and gift markets that come. And so I know that those two months we're probably gonna be buying some product because it's going on. Actually, as I'm recording this episode, the third week of June, the home and gift market is happening right now at the Dallas Market Center. Some of you might be there. So check out your local places. They're gonna be different all over the place. The High Point and More is typically in the fall. I know that because we were going to take a trip there in 2020 and then COVID happened, so we couldn't go. So check out your market center locally or wherever you want to go and ask them about their home and gift market. When you go to the retailers, whether it's during a market time or when it's a normal average day, you are going to want that tax ID, um, on your little lanyard, they give you a little lanyard that has your name and your company and all that on it. They'll want to verify your business as well before you can set up an account. When you go to these places, a lot of places are going to have what's called an opening order minimum. Okay. So there's an opening order minimum, and there's a reorder minimum that these places are going to have. And what that means is to open up an order, to place your very, very first order with a wholesale account, you have to pay a little bit more. You have to open your ordering up. And so that can be anywhere from like a $500 to a $2,000 minimum to order from them. Um, usually reorders are going to be less expensive. So that's typically going to be, um, I've seen it as low as like 100 or 150 $150 for a reorder minimum up to $500 for a reorder minimum. It just depends on the wholesaler and the product that you're getting. If you get um, lots of big product, it's usually going to be a bigger reorder minimum. For example, classic home is where we get like our cubes and some sofas, chairs, side tables, pillows, things like that. When I ordered for the very first time about three or four years ago, um, our opening minimum order was $1,000. Well, now when I go back to reorder, my reorder minimum is $150. So I don't have to spend $1,000 every single time that I wanna go. But a lot of them are gonna have a minimum order every time that you go. So while we're talking about ordering minimums and such, if you have retail products, so if you have a you know boutique or something like that, and you are having clothing, While we're talking about clothing, you might actually want to buy wholesale for your uniforms, for your crews. You can do that at wholesale. But the thing with wholesale, with a retail product like clothing or shoes, is that they will have a minimum for the amount that you spend, but they will also have a minimum for the product that you are doing. So for example, if you want to buy shirts for your warehouse crew, they're going to require you to order two smalls, two mediums, two larges or five smalls, five mediums, five larges. Sometimes when you're getting small products such as vases or pillows or um, little knickknacks for coffee tables or styling products, if you order those wholesale, sometimes those will have a minimum on the product that you're getting. So vases, for example, if you're a florist or you have vases that you rent out to florists, there could be a minimum of 10 that you have to order to be able to place that order. There could be a minimum of two, there could be a minimum of one, there could be a minimum of uh, 25. It really just depends on what it is. Every wholesaler is going to be different. So you're going to have to check with those wholesalers. Most wholesalers are going to have online galleries to be able to see their product. But I do recommend before you start ordering from a new wholesaler, or if you have never Ordered from a wholesaler before, I would recommend going in person to one of the markets that they have a store at and just feeling the product, lifting it up, picking it up, looking at it and seeing it and just handling it a little bit. There's a difference between uh, looking at it online, as we all know, and seeing it in person. Things can be scaled differently. There might be a product that you're seeing and you really want to get it, Well, it might look different in person than it does on the website. So if you can go and see this product before you go ahead and place an order, I'd highly, highly, highly recommend doing so just so that you have just a little bit of assurance and clarity of mind before you actually go and do that. Um, And you also are going to want to ask those wholesalers, and it's going to change based on the season, but you're going to want to ask them what their ship times are. So when something ships, are you going to get it within a few days? Or are you going to get it within a few weeks or a few months? A quick example of this, when I started ordering wholesale, my first wholesale order I placed was with Park Hill Collections. And um, I still have accounts with them. I still order from them. They're an incredible company. But I went in, I placed my order. I think they had like a $750 minimum order. I ordered all this product and got it in. Well, then I decided to go to another wholesaler and I think they're still around. They might not be. It's called Peacock Design. It's at Dallas Market Center. But I ordered a few bird cages, I think it was, that I had ordered with them. And then I ordered um, a couple other little things as well for my own home. But I ordered things for them a few years ago. Gosh, it was probably three or four years ago. And I was assuming that it'd be the same ship times as Park Hill Collection. And I got my stuff from Park Hill in about a week, two weeks, sometimes a couple of days, depending on if the product was in stock or not, but got that pretty quickly. And so I was assuming that the Peacock design order was going to come in. I kept waiting and kept waiting and been a couple of weeks, been now a few weeks. And I was like, "Where is my order?" So I called Peacock Design and was like, "Hey, I place an order." know on this date and this is what it was here's my order number can you just check on it it's been like four weeks and i haven't received it yet i'm kind of confused why i'm not getting it i'm getting my other accounts um all their product they said oh well you know what we actually have a three month uh, minimum before you can get that in and i was like oh okay i figured everyone was the same so learn from my mistake Do not assume that every wholesale account, even if they're in the same building, don't assume that every wholesale account operates the same way. Don't assume that their minimums are the same. Don't assume that their pricing is the same. Don't even assume that their shipping is the same. They're all different. A couple terms that you're going to want to know. So these wholesale account representatives might throw out a term called on the water. And back a few years ago when I started ordering... I would play it cool and be like, oh yeah, on the water, cool, awesome, sounds good. Didn't have any clue what on the water meant, but basically what on the water means is the product that the wholesaler is ordering is literally on the water from overseas to the U.S. So it's literally on a boat, it's being shipped from China or it's being shipped from India or wherever they are creating this product and they are shipping it to the U S and it goes on the water on a big boat because they're usually ordering these big containers. And what that really means a little deeper dive into what on the water means is that they have no clue when that ship is going to land on, uh, on land. Okay. So when it gets on the water, they're going to have estimates of when it's going to land over in the West coast or the East coast. But really, they can't guarantee anything. So the wholesaler might say, well, we'll get it in about a month by the time that it leaves land over there and gets to land over here. Well, it could be about a month. Well, who knows what happens out at sea? There could be a big storm that happens out at sea. There could be tons of things that happen that we don't even know about. And it might take them a month and a half to get here. It might take them two weeks to get here. So when they say, oh, the product's on the water, that means we have no clue when it's going to get here, but it's on the way. So you're just going to have to be patient and you're going to have to wait. So that's what on the water means. In stock versus out of stock, pretty self-explanatory. That means it's physically at their distribution centers. There's also back ordering and, you know, there's lots of terms that are used when ordering. Their websites are typically up to date. But again, every wholesaler is different. Some don't update those as often as others. Okay, on the price tag, when you go to market, there are a few different prices that you are going to see on the price tag. I'm talking to rental companies here. So listen carefully. The four prices on the price tag, you are only going to look at what is called the dealer price. The dealer price price. There's going to be things like FOB on there, wholesale, MSRP, lots of different terms, but you are only going to look at the dealer price. The dealer price is what um, you are signing up for as a company because you are making a deal with them. You are ordering product from them and then going and reselling it or in our terms, re-renting it but you are bringing that product in. MSRP is typically the retail cost of it. And so there's certain accounts that will order MSRP. But we are looking at just the dealer price tag. If you are set up as a rental company, you are looking at the dealer price tag. Um, Because rentals is a fairly new concept, meaning boutique rentals has only been around really for like 10 to 12 years, a lot of these wholesalers aren't familiar with what a rental company is. So you might say instead of, oh, I'm a rental company, meaning I, you know, have rentals for events and such. They're not going to really understand that. So you should say that you are an interior designer for parties or you're an interior designer and just leave it at that because they're going to understand what that is. And that's essentially the same thing. We're just interior designing for events more often than not. Um, And so that's with a tax ID, you're um, giving them your tax ID and dealing with the dealer price tag. So that's what you're going to be looking at. Did you know that every $1 spent on email marketing, you can expect an average return of $42? As a small business owner, this is huge. Email marketing is something that is highly important and I've talked about it plenty of times. Flowdesk has made my life and business so much better through their amazing design capabilities, analytics, and ability to map out workflows for different audiences. Flowdesk only charges a flat fee, so you can grow your list as large as you want without having to pay more for your growth. I love using their platform for each side of my business, and I know you will too. Get 50% off your first month of Flowdesk by going to RenderEducate.co backslash Flowdesk, that's R-E-N-D-E-R-E-D-U-C-A-T-E dot C-O backslash Flowdesk, F-L-O-D-E-S-K. There is a ton of information in this episode that we've been talking through and you're going to learn so much more. Again, every wholesaler is different, so keep that in mind. But I wanted this to be an a uh, information-packed episode for you. I hope you wrote some notes. You might have to come back and listen to some of these uh, more, but I hope this was helpful for you. I know that when I started wholesale, I had to learn all these very slowly and make some mistakes to learn this information because I truly just didn't know and nobody explained it to me. And so I hope this has been super helpful for you. Um, If you ever need to come to Dallas, to come to our market center, please let me know. I would love to get to know you. I would love to um, grab coffee with you or invite you to my warehouse and show you around. I'm literally five minutes away. So if you come to Dallas, if I find out that you come to Dallas and you'll come see me, I might be a little sad. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. If this has been helpful for you and you loved this episode, please write a review. In our review section on Apple Podcasts, we would love to see what's resonating with you. And then if you can share this episode with someone who might also want to order wholesale, we would love that as well. All right, friends, have an awesome week. Have an awesome day. And I hope I can see you at the Dallas Market Center very soon. All right, bye guys.